Welcome into episode two of Jets Nation Radio. I'm your host, Angus Houghton, to my podcast left. No, Fuchs, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you How are you doing today, Angus? I'm doing great. Had a three-hour drive from Riverton, so we're feeling great. I thought it was only two. Well, 2.45. Uh, you round up a little bit. Yeah, I see, I see. Well, I'm glad you made it back to the, the house safe, and yes. we can do another episode here. Yes, sir. All right, well, let's just get right into it. Um... Who's finishing first in the? Uh, so the first, the big question of the week is, um, who finishes first in the in the Central Division? Who finishes last? And where do the Jets finish? Three questions in one. Uh, for me, it's gonna be Colorado is gonna be really, really tough to beat all year. Um, in the you Central, think Darcy Kemper is gonna be the man in the Central Division? Well, they gave up a lot. Uh, they hope he's gonna be the man. I think he's a pretty good goaltender myself. Uh, I just think overall Nathan McKinnon. Rantanen, they got Kadri, they got, uh, the list goes on, Bo Byram, I don't know if he's going to get into the action this year, but he's a really good defenseman, uh, they got Makar, and then they, they re-signed their captain, Gabriel Langeskog, the second overall pick in 2011, I just think they're going to be really tough to beat, uh, personally, who I think is going to finish last is probably Jets 1.0, Phoenix Coyotes, and then the Jets... Uh, I don't. Need, I don't need to even go in depth why the why the Coyotes are going to finish last. Yeah, I mean, everyone just knows they're kind of a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, well, what they have six contracts that were just basically burden contracts. I think. Yeah, it seems like they're just trying to like recoup assets at this point and rebuild. Uh, they do have some good prospects, but I don't see them competing at all. I see them just tr- trying to finish out sixty minutes each night without being embarrassed. All right, so two questions for you: Who finishes lower in the standings, the Sabers or the Coyotes? The Sabres. Sabres? Okay, and the second question, do we see the Phoenix Coyotes, the Arizona Coyotes, down in the desert within the next three seasons? I'd say it's 50-50. I mean, I heard that they do want to build an arena somewhere close to cl- close to Phoenix or wherever, uh, some city that starts with a T. Temple. Yeah, so, somewhere around there, so it seems like they want to stay, so... Uh, the NHL definitely wants to have them, so Gary Bettman can go have like pina coladas in the desert or whatever the re- whatever the reason they're still there for. Like they should have probably moved a while ago. But uh, I don't like seeing any team lose or any city lose their team. But uh, Phoenix has had quite a few chances, and I uh, if they go anywhere, I hope they go to Quebec. Quebec That's City. To say about that one. Right on. Uh, did you ask another question there? Did, uh, did you answer where the Jets finish? No, yeah, I haven't answered that yet. Uh, I believe the Jets will be. Uh, Competing for second and third in the division with St. Louis and Dallas, uh, and don't sleep on Nashville. Those are you think team. Nashville is going to be a team worth competing and watching? I, I just don't think that they're they're worth not le- they're uh, they're definitely worth including in the discussion. In my opinion, uh, they're well coached. They have UC Soros in that, and I don't know. They just always seem to be competitive. Uh, I know they haven't been as competitive these last couple of years, but I think they you just don't sleep on them. I don't see them realistically as competing for second or third, but you just. You never know, right? And St. Louis and Dallas, those are both strong, competitive teams. Especially with Tarasenko going back to uh, St. Louis. Yeah, who knows how that's all going to go out. I don't know if he's still injured. I don't really know what... Allegedly, they're expecting him in for opening night. Okay, and what are... uh, you got to answer that question as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I'm taking the Jets to take first. I think that Colorado is going to be so full of themselves. um, But I think that Colorado takes Winnipeg to Game 7 in Round 2. Um, so that's two of those questions. And I think Minnesota's going to finish dead last in the Central. I know Phoenix is looking pretty rough, right? or Arizona's looking real rough these days, but I don't know. Just everything that points at 
Minnesota looks like they're just going down the toilet real quick, and I think this is the first year that they really let go. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hey, I guess yeah. we'll have to wait and see. I mean, they got Phil the Thrill still in uh, Arizona, so... Watch both of us be wrong and Arizona finishes first. Oh, man. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be crazy. That would be absolutely... Or Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Uh, it's more likely... I see Minnesota more likely... It's not going to happen, but Minnesota will be more likely to be a competitive team, in my opinion. You think this season that they'll uh, be competitive? I don't know, but I'm saying it's more likely than Arizona, that's for sure. Mm. Just in my opinion. Interesting. Well, depends on uh, Cam Talbot. Depends how well he's going to hold up in uh, Minnesota. And yeah, I'm not sure how else everything's going to pan out. I just know that. Kareel deal, man. Is he get, Did he sign? I didn't think so. I uh, I thought there, the rumor was is that he was pretty close. But who knows with that guy. Yeah, I mean, like pretty close and actually signed are two very different things. Sometimes you get excited about a signing, and then it's just like, actually, the NHL didn't let it happen, and now it's gone forever. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Well, if he's around, if the Kareel deal's around, I think that definitely helps their situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, I think they compete for a, for a playoff spot, probably the wild card spot, but probably fall just short because you can't put everything on a single player. I mean, he's look a, at Edmonton he, four or five years ago when every, it was just McDavid. He is electrifying, though. He's he is. He's I don't know cool. if it was ever just McDavid. I mean, Drysaddle was there. I mean, like, when he was a rookie, yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. We carry on. We carry on. All right. Big question. Um, drink the Kool-Aid prediction. You're, uh, you're just buying into the Jets this season. What's your outrageous prediction for them for the end of the year? Either just an individual player or so, the team itself. You have another one other than the Jets finishing first? Oh, uh, Jets finish first. Minnesota finishes last. No, right. but yeah, but do you have a, is do you have another Kool Aid prediction? Oh no. Uh, well, I've got actual Kool Aid predictions. Okay, yeah, because I wrote because, an article because because the the Jets finishing first would be a little bit of a Kool Aid. It's prediction. it's Even the start it, of my Kool Aid. We've I, got lots of Kool Aid here at the yeah. No Hope Manor. I know it's a little oversaturated, but mine is uh, I think Pierre Luc Dubois will bounce back and score between seventy seven and eighty five points. Ooh. He's a great player, not as flashy, flashy as Patrick Laine, who I believe will bounce back as well. And if you're going to take my advice in fantasy, I, I would uh, highly suggest if you can get either of those two players in a, in a, the later rounds or even the middle rounds, you 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 go for that for sure. I even I would even take a chance on Laine early on. But 77 to 85 points for Pierre-Luc Dubois. Great player. Uh, third overall in that draft. What was it, 2016? Um... He'll bounce back for the Jets. Jets fans need to relax a little bit. They need to give him a break. Hockey is hard sometimes. You can't be good all the time. Ray Ferraro talked it talked about it on TSN. Who has, like, say you sign a, a three- or five-year deal. Who has five years in, good years in a row? Like, it's hard to be good every single year. And uh, fans, they're, we like to just judge on the moment. But Pierre-Luc Dubois, he's had some really good moments in the NHL. Obviously not in a Jets jersey, but I, I do think he's a good NHL player. And people... Are kind of writing him off, and uh, I don't think you should. So, Pierre-Luc Dubois, bounce-back season, 77 to 85 points. I'll wipe the Kool-Aid off my mustache and carry on. As Love well, it. So. All right, so I've got two predictions because I'm just super extra. Connor Hellebuck wins Vesna this year, but, like, not just wins, but, like, steals it. Uh, I think that he will pull off probably 65% of first votes. It, uh, it'd be hard for him to do that just for the fact that he's in Western Canada. So him winning the Vezina a few years ago was uh, a, 
an incredible accomplishment just for the fact that uh, a lot of Eastern media doesn't typically vote for Western hockey players. So, yeah, I don't know. I could see it happening. He's a great goalie. He's the Jets' best player, but I don't know. It would be it would be pretty awesome to see. Well, I think because he's got had such a bad run of defenders uh, for the last couple of years since Dustin Bufflin left, I think this is his year to like just really cement his legacy as the guy for Jets 2.0. He's going to be the face. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. For uh, I think for the yeah, for this era of hockey and then my well, other one, like I said, he's the Jets' best player. Yeah. And I think uh, my other prediction is Nick Ehlers. He is going to put up 90 points. Yeah, he's a really good player as well. Uh I don't know, is he going to get first first power play unit time? That, that's going to be a big. That's going to be a big thing, but I think he's going to earn it this year. Um I just like he you can tell that kid is incredibly hungry for it. He showed up for uh, Denmark uh, in the Olympic qualifiers. I know that's not NHL quality that he's playing against, but I think he's got it in him. I think he's just going to go supernova this season. Well, I mean, uh, for Ehlers to have a really good season, he doesn't need to score 90 points. He but he's be, you know, been better, almost a all-around player. But. Yeah. But he's almost put up a point a game over the last two seasons. I believe two seasons ago he ended up putting up a, just over a point a game. Let's double check. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that he's been putting up very close numbers to a point a game. Yeah, fantastic hockey player. I think he's probably the Jets' most underrated hockey player for sure. I mean, you got the big names, the more sexy names like uh, Wheeler and Shifley. Not so much Wheeler anymore, but he's riding his legacy a bit of when he was uh, a little bit better. I mean, Wheeler could always bounce back as well. He's got it in him. But yeah, you don't hear Ehlers. You're starting to hear Ehlers mentioned more when it comes to the the faces of the franchise. Obviously, Shifley, Hellebuck, uh, Wheeler. Used to be kind of Line A, uh, Pionk a little bit. Um, Morsi, of course, on D. Their D really needs a, a face of the franchise. Actually, I think, if I'm going to say so, uh, Morsi might be playing a little over his head. Yep. And it would be nice if the Jets could get a number one defenseman. But every half the NHL is looking for a number one defenseman, so it's tough. It really is. Uh, so last season, uh, the 2021 season, uh, Nick Ehlers was just shy of a point a game. And then the season before that, it wasn't even close. So I was thinking of Kyle Connor there. My bad. But all good. He's uh, he's definitely the Jets' most improved player year to year. So I could definitely see him putting up a bunch of points. 90 would be a lot, but I wouldn't put it past him. All right. Um, all right. So big news. Uh, well, not big news, but uh, the Jets' uh, heritage plates came out today uh would you get them throw them on the impala uh like the the license plates yes the uh the heritage license plates uh what are your thoughts on them i love them i like them way better than the uh the ones that came out a few years ago uh the blue ones i was kind of indifferent about those but those heritage ones i mean i wear my heritage jersey a lot so yeah it's definitely one of your favorites i personally haven't seen it so i uh i stalled and sent it over to you but uh I do love the heritage colors, so I'd have to probably go with yes. I'd put it on the Impala. <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, how many games does Vinny Hamela get into this season? Yeah, uh, he's an interesting prospect. Uh, he's a little young to really be playing in the NHL, if you ask me, especially for defensemen. I mean, he could, he could surprise people, but for me personally, he's probably seventh or eighth on the depth chart. He probably needs a couple more years in the AHL. He. He, I, he very well could play in the NHL, but I just don't see it happening. Maybe maybe 10 games. How about you? You're going 10 games on that number, eh? 
Maybe. Uh, maybe. Like I could see him spending the whole year in the A and getting just a, a cup of tea. I could also see him maybe making the team on a training camp, but my uh, my gut instinct just wants to say that he's going to probably take another year of development in the AHL and get five to ten games in the NHL this year. So I mean, he got an entire two games last year in the NHL, and uh, that hashtag of free Vinny was going around the socials. So... I don't know. I think the I think either he gets games or he's gone. I'm sorry, he's played five games last season with the Jets. You think he's gone? I think that that's a pretty I, I th- not 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 that he not that the Jets want to trade him, but I think that he wants out at that point. I think that he thinks that he deserves to be on the team after this season if he's only played a total of thirteen NHL games within the last two seasons. I'll tell you what, he was born on March 2nd, 2001. He's 20 years old. If he thinks he should be in the NHL, uh, he's, got a, he's got a pretty big ego. I don't think he thinks that yet. Uh, just because the hashtag say it on social media doesn't mean... But, I mean, he put that hashtag out, Free Vinny. You could just be playing to the fans, man. He's 20 years old, dog. I guess so. Um, but I think, uh, Vinny, I, I think that there's going to be some injury problems and maybe... Paul Maurice isn't totally sold on one of his new defensemen. He might give Vinny some more uh, more time. So yeah, I'm going to say Vinny gets into one quarter of the games this season, so right around 20. I was looking at the Jets' depth chart on D. I just don't see it happening. I mean, it could. He, he has definitely a higher ceiling than some of these guys, but I just uh, he's too young, and I know that Maurice likes... He likes his bets. Obviously, as do most NHL coaches. But, you know, like, there's always that, there, there's a couple of D that do it every year at 20 years old, and who says Vinny couldn't be one, Vinny Hevola, so, yeah, I don't know, I just, I don't see 20 games happening for Vinny, I would love it, because he's a, he has a lot of potential, but yeah, I, I would definitely bet against that, 10, 5 to 10 games, and he's going to play the whole year in the A, I would have to say, but... I'm just pulling shit out of my ass. Yeah, I mean, we're just two podcasters. <laughs> um, all right. Most memorable moment in hockey that you have seen live? I did go to the Heritage game uh, when the Jets were beat by the Oilers 3-2. to two. I also went to the, the alumni game, which for Jets fans you might remember a little bit better. Timo Solani scored the game-winning goal on a penalty shot. Uh, those are pretty two pretty memorable ones. I went to the first preseason game for the Jets. Like back in 2011? Yeah, I didn't go to the first opening game against Montreal, but... I did go to the first preseason game, and it was pretty electric. That's where the whole True North thing came from, uh, the first preseason game. So that's so, that's up there. I've seen a like a 9-8 game one time between either the – it was the Jets and the Flyers or the Jets and the Panthers. I was like 12 years old. I've seen, I've seen Ovechkin score. I've seen Crosby score. I've seen Malkin score. I've seen McDavid score. I've seen uh, Leon Dreisettle score. Uh, let me think. I – uh, memorable watching on TV. I remember Stamkos in Winnipeg scoring his 60th or whatever. He got a standing ovation. That was pretty classy. Yeah, you do gotta love Winnipeg for being a little bit classier for uh, some of these superstars when they hit these big milestones. Yeah, and then of course in the first year, I remember we were chanting at uh, Sid the Kid. I was at the game. I think they were chanting out Mario's Pool Boy. And also uh, Ryan Miller. I remember the Jets played Ryan Miller. They chanted at him uh, Silver Medal. Because obviously Crosby scored for Canada to win that gold medal in 2010. And there's been so many other good ones as well, like Brzgalov. I remember Brzgalov actually liked it, though. He was like, yeah, I love the fans turning me on. But 
Yeah, there's there's been a lot of good moments. I'd probably have to choose the Heritage just because it was a once in a lifetime kind of thing. It seemed like, anyways. I know they're doing a lot more of them nowadays, but not enough in Canada. It feels like a lot of them are these midwestern states that don't have a whole lot of things going on. What are they? They did one in Saskatoon what, last year. Uh, Regina. Regina. Yeah, they had the Jets and the Flames. 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 So, I mean, yeah, it happens. Yeah. I mean, it does happen. It just, it'd be nice if it came up to Canada a little bit more There's often. There's not enough teams, so. Yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, I don't know. I'd like to see, like, an El- Battle of Alberta Heritage game. Or sure a, it'll happen if we make it there. Yes. Or a, um, I don't know, like, Battle of Minnesota and Winnipeg, like, the two coldest cities or something like that. I don't know. you got to come up with a cool name for it. I think Edmonton's probably colder than Minnesota. Probably, but... That's just my humble opinion. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a cool matchup, Mini versus Winnipeg. But Mini Winnipeg. Win- and Winnipeg's been in two, so I think Winnipeg's been kind of spoiled. Yeah, <laughs> both Alberta teams as well. Um, and for myself, uh, like I've only been a Jets fan for the last two and a half years. So my first Jets game that I went to, I was an Oilers fan at that point, and the Oilers just spanked the uh, the Jets six two, um, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, but the first time that I heard True North and like in the building, I wasn't expecting it. I was just kind of like doing my old Canada thing. And then just the crowd went crazy with the uh, True North. Just about scared me to death. Could have spilled the beer, which would have been the real heartbreaker. That would have been the real heartbreaker. Yeah. Sitting by myself in the stands with a spilt beer. Whew. You're sitting by yourself, eh? Yeah, my buddy bought me bought three tickets. Uh, he and his friend sat on the other end of the rink together. And he was like, you sit by yourself because you're an Oilers fan. <laughs> which is fair i would have done the same thing to the oilers fan so um <laughs> but i think the most memorable one was uh watching ryan nugent hopkins score his first uh nhl hat trick back in edmonton back in edmonton that's uh that's the one that i will always hold on to um and i got to everly debat- debatably touched it before it went in the net but they just gave it to me you gotta give it to the nuge uh, trick. First nine games, the Oilers were probably going to send Nugent Hopkins back until he scored that hat trick. They huh. might have sent him back to Red Bull. That, uh, Red, Red Bull. Red Deer. That was the rumor, anyways, that he was on the fence. But then he scored that hat trick, and they're like, hey, he's ready. And then all of a sudden, his shoulders were like, yeah, we're not. Yeah. We're going to give out. Yeah. That's what happens when you're 118 pounds in the NHL. Poor young Nuge. All right. Hot and cold performers of the week. You start. I'll start. All right, so my cold performer of the week, I'm starting with the veggies here. Um, It goes to the people who are protesting at hospitals. What are you doing? Don't protest at hospitals. Just go to the ledge and protest like normal people should. Healthcare workers don't need to hear this crap from you. So protesters, go be better. Go find better places. Leave hospitals alone. You're my cold performer of the week. Uh, and your hot performer? Oh, uh, well, let's give it to you for the cold performer. Well, I don't even know why we're doing these because it's not even the season. But I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, anti-vaxxers. You're my cold performer of the week. Oh, all right. Uh, my hot performer of the week, Blake Wheeler. Uh, providing groceries for that family. This one she... is okay. I'm okay with this one. Yes. Well, I'm okay with anti-vaxxers being the cold performer of the week, too. <laughs> they have nothing to judge these guys on. No, but my issue is just purely protesting at hospitals. But let's get to the good one. Blake Wheeler buying someone groceries. Yeah. Solid move, buddy. Uh, that's why you're the captain. Doing good things for the community. I think this was still where he, wherever he's at for the summer. But good guy move. Blake Wheeler. Absolute beauty. Hot performer of the week. You got a hot performer for us this week? 
Uh, I'll go with the Toronto Blue Jays. They scored 40 runs in 24 hours. They scored more runs in one game than half the NF than half the teams in the NFL did. So I'll give a little shout out to the team from Canada, Vladdy and the boys, getting it done, moving into a playoff spot. It's not hockey related, but neither were anti-vaxxers. So no, no, that's how I feel. Hot and cold performers. It's whatever you need it to be for the week. If you got construction in Dolphin, complain about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you have questions for us, if you want to have our, us think a little harder, uh, feel free to send me a question uh, via Instagram or uh, uh, the Jets Instagram, uh, Jets Nation on Instagram. Send us some questions there if you got questions for us. Um, anything you got to say there, Noah? Noah, thanks for listening. All our viewers, I know we have a lot. Uh, it's all peace and love. I appreciate you guys actually taking the time to listen to this. I know it's a little rough, but... Things will get better if you keep listening. Yes, sir, it will. Uh, And feel free to leave a review. We'll read that live here, as live as it can get. And starting next week, we plan to have this on YouTube. So stay tuned for that. Tell a friend, tell an auntie, tell someone about this podcast. And go and vote. Go and vote. That's important, too. All right. Peace and grace to all of you. And we'll be back next Monday. Peace and love.